Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Has-Beens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks, made out of bamboo. Now let's get into our weekend recap here, brought to you by Beauty Stats. And before we get to the weekend recap, I'd like to welcome... I'm on Trevor Olson, co-host, and Jack Mason, our producer. We've got a very special guest this evening, Tyson Jost. He'll be on later after we get through this stuff. It was a great interview. Had a great time with Josty. Always good to see that guy. Uh, what a guy he is. But let's get into our weekend recap brought to you by Beauty Status. And like I said last week, guys, Beauty Status has those head covers for your uh, driver. And they've got poles now for the golf course, as well as all the other stuff they've got, um, you know, stickers and flags for the man cave. Just very authentic stuff. Um, they do a genuine job there with the uh, Minnesota brand and in hockey all around. Ols, what'd you get yep. up to for the week here? Yeah, I had uh, an interesting weekend. Um, plan was uh, to meet up with Gage Ozzo on Friday, and I did that. I got to meet uh, the old gal pal. Um, we went to Punch Bowl Social, had a few drinks. Um, I was going to meet up with Josty and those guys over in the North Loop, but uh, after a few drinks at Punch Bowl, I wasn't feeling well, so I, I said, you know what, I'll just go see my sister who's in town from New Mexico. And uh, so I made a trip over there, and all of a sudden I got the sweats, and I projectile vomited. I think I had some bad chicken. I only had about uh, four drinks on the night and about a three-hour shift, so it was nothing crazy. Um, and then I shuddered. I said, that was awful. That was the worst feeling in the world. And I sat on my couch for two, two days straight. So <laughs> that's about it. That's some raw chicken. That's some yeah. raw chicken Friday night. That's great stuff. <laughs> Show up to meet Gage. We're chilling at the bar or whatever. I was betting some preseason football. And I figured, you know, I'd order a, you know, rack of wings, a six pack of freaking habanero wings or whatever the hell they have there. And they come out looking like they just tossed them in the microwave after being in the freezer for fucking God. It was awful. <laughs> I ate that shit, had a few drinks, and all of a sudden my stomach, I could feel it coming for about two hours. You knew what was Terrible. coming. Terrible. You knew what was happening. <laughs> fucking terrible weekend so then i actually you know what on saturday on saturday i drafted our fantasy football team boys the has-beens let's go drafted the fantasy football team oh my god our team is nasty i went out and got some fresh pack of lotion and i roster baited i (laughs) roster baited for the first 30 minutes after i drafted i couldn't couldn't have been happier with my draft we picked up Justin Jefferson with our first round pick. Couldn't be happier. I was looking at your picks and I, I absolutely loved them. I was like, wow, this is our team. We're, we're going to win. We're, I, t- I, told, I, t- 
I told all the 10K guys, I said, you guys are fucked. I said, there's no chance you guys win going into the draft. And then I draft that absolute dynasty roster. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Um, Mace, Mace, what would you get up to this weekend? Friday I went to Punch Bowl like one hour after you guys did. I was trying to rally all the troops to meet you guys there, but I don't know. We were playing poker and drinking and shit, so we weren't going anywhere too quick. But we Fuck, sorry, Mace, did we leave you there? Did we, yeah. did we leave you there? Did we expect? No, it was uh, after you guys texted me about Cowboy Jacks. Like, after you guys texted me about that, then we left like 30 minutes later. So we were like far behind you guys. Fair enough. But, Fair enough. As long as we don't leave you out in the dirt. No, no. I uh, had never been there before, and it was a pretty fun place. Saw some people from high school, and yeah, it was fun. Saturday, hit the State Fair. First time in five years, because UND's moving is too damn early. And god damn, I missed it so much. Holy shit. Then uh, someday <laughs> had a little Dynasty Fantasy draft for uh, a league that's just starting this year. We're going Di- 10 years. Love that. I'm a huge mm-hmm. dynasty guy. Who, who'd who you take with your first uh, first rounder? So we actually did an auction draft. So it wasn't like based wow. on like picks. So my two big people that I got this year, I guess three people, I got JJ, CD Lamb, and Joe Burrow. Those are like my three that I'm going to build around. All right. Who are your running backs? I got Antonio Gibson and... Someone else. I can't remember. I was kind of lacking on running backs and tight ends. I got like three or four more receivers, but I'm lacking on the running backs. Love that. We'll talk. We'll who talk. A bigger, I'm a huge, huge had, dynasty guy. Who, who has a bigger lifespan, wide receivers or running backs in, in terms of career? W- wide receivers. You think so? 100%. Wide receivers, you – I used to think differently. I mean, I view running backs as the most valuable people, so it's kind of contradicting. But wide receivers have the longer lifespan in the NFL for sure. Think think of all the good ones. Think of Todd Gurley. Todd, Todd Gurley just disappeared. You know, you have Christian McCaffrey. He had three, four – Christian McCaffrey, three, four awesome years and then two years of injuries. Dalvin Cook, you know, great, but he's missed games like – Wide receivers don't really have that. That's so. true. And that brings me to my point. Like, if you're an NFL team, if you look at all the other Super Bowl winners, none of them are paying running backs. Like, I love I love Dalvin. He's, the, he's one of the best running backs in the league, and I love him to death. But it's like, if he gets injured, Alex Madison comes in, and it's like, did, is he any different? I mean, he's not that much worse. Like, he's still unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's a it's a valid point. It's uh, but again, then you have a workhorse guy like Derrick Henry. You know, like th- there is a lot of talk at what's more valuable running running backs an interesting position because okay, say your horse goes down like CMC does, and then you've got Chuba Hubbard back there, and he absolutely stinks. You know, there's it's it's crazy. It's you know, maybe it's not that much different, but those top end guys are just so good and they're so lethal. So good. That, so it's like it's a it's a great debate. I love that debate. 
That's why I wasn't like too like concerned about getting like the star running backs right away this year. It's because I mean three years will be gone, and I mean this is a ten year league, so just because I don't have the top yeah. like five right now, I mean I still have time. Yeah, and that's wait it out, wait it out about five six weeks, see if you're a, a seller or a competitor this year, and then I the the thing that I love it's like being be a GM on NHL. You can trade draft picks. You can trade. It is so much fun. Dynasty is my favorite kind of fantasy football. Uh-huh. Got the taxi squad, too. <laughs> That's sick. That's sick. I love that. I love it. My weekend plans were pretty similar to Olsa's. Um, met Olsa at Punchbowl. Had some drinks there. You know, talk, talked over our strike three calls at O'Reilly's back in the day um, with Tucker Pullman there. Had a good time. Um Gabby got into a little bit of the offsides calls. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a nice wrinkle we got to add to the repertoire. Off, 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 off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good shit. Um, then we went to uh, ended up going with hers her last weekend in town. She's got to head off to uh, another season of college hockey. Uh, Went to Cowboy Jacks after that, and then just went home and, and had a pretty chill weekend after that. Kind of kind of stuck to myself. Did some work on Sunday. Um, but we got a big weekend coming up, Labor Day weekend, extended weekend. Everyone's always looking forward to that. Um, that'll be nice. I've got some golf rounds. I've got a golf round at Troy Byrne lined up on Monday nice. and on Labor Day. So that'll be good. Really looking forward to that. Um, but that's about it for my weekend. It wasn't wasn't too much to talk about, I guess. And then we got Labor Day weekend coming up. Long weekend. Um, I don't have too many plans, but I am going golfing on Labor Day Monday at Troy Burn over in Wisconsin. Oh, unreal track. Never been. I'm pretty excited. Dude, Gage, you are gonna love it. Troy Burn is nasty. I'm I'm so pissed because I've only played it once. But their greens, they they didn't roll their greens. It was like they just seeded them, so they let them grow a little bit. So I didn't get the full yeah. effect. But those, I heard the greens are nasty, and I went the one fucking weekend that they grew out their, <laughs> of course, their green. So I'm pissed. But I, that course is incredible. Yeah. The, the holes are nasty. It's it's fun. It's different. Yeah. No, I'm 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 real pumped. Um, I don't know how I'll shoot, but. I've got a I've got a birthday celebration on Sunday as well, so I don't know how I'm going to shoot there. It's it's in the morning. I might be a little stung, but we'll be all right. We'll find our way. We'll get there. Um, find well, find yeah, the let's fairway. Move up. Find the yeah, fairway. I'll find the fairway. I'll find the fairway. I'll stick to my game. You know. You know. I'm always going to pull a driver though. You know, some holes. You know, you, you probably should pull iron. And it's like, you know what? I just paid a hundred bucks to do this. I'm going to pull out the big stick. Same way. I'm the same way. So you can't have too many expectations going in score wise because you yeah. got, you got to experience it the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the fun stuff here by butter golf. Obviously butter golf, just an up and coming brand here. It's just started out. We'll see how they do. Jordo's over in Jordo's over in Switzerland, running the, running the business over there, kind of doing what he can. His sister, Kylie, um, doing what she can over in the States, hold it down. They've got some good stuff. I know they're going to come out with a new drop soon here, so keep an eye on that for Butter Golf. Um, give them a look. Great stuff. 
really creative stuff, stuff you're going to want to wear. No one else is going to be wearing it. It's really cool stuff. But let's get into the, the fun stuff here. We'll start off with Nail Gun of the Week. Does anyone want to start us off? Does anyone have anything? Yeah, I got one. I'm going with Albert Poopholes hitting 450 dingers off 450 different pitchers. Such a sick <laughs> stat. Just a grizzled bet. He's, he's hit 450. I shouldn't say 450 home runs on 450 different pitchers. It's He's hit one home run on 450 different pitchers in the MLB. So the guy Jeez. just seasoned Mace. He's just a grizzled vet, and he just hits dingers. Oh, so sick. So Fuck nails. That's so, so nails. E- easy, easy nail gun of the week for me. Mace, you got anything for us? Yeah, I got uh, I got something. Uh, it's not like as, I don't know, not as intense as Trevor's, but it's a different type of nails. So during the, you know, college football just started up and, at the Illinois game, one of the refs was practicing his end zone. Like, I don't even know what you call it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> He's like running down to the goal line and, oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> oh, God. That shit had me dying. It's, that is he's fucking doing warm up. He's doing warm up calls. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's inches. It's inches. <laughs> Not touchdown. Hey, they have to do their warm up too. That's unreal. That is sick. I got to get a link to that video. That's hilarious. I'll find it right now. I got you. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. That's a great call, Mace. I love that one. (laughs) I saw that guy and I saw a tweet, saw a tweet like this guy is going to call so many pass interferences in the end zone. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. For my nail game of the week, I got a, I got a couple here. I'm going to start it off with Julius Francis, former heavyweight champion of the world boxer. He's a bouncer now for a bar. So there's this video out there, Julius Francis, you know, he's a security guard. There's this guy just causing a ruckus out front. And this guy starts challenging everyone. He's like pointing at guys like, let's go, let's go. He starts like throwing punches, just trying to suck you guys. And Julius Francis, this boxer, just standing there like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, this guy that. starts walking. Yeah, this guy starts walking towards him. <laughs> and he just like steps back, like dodges the punch easily, and then just throws him like a like a quick little like and he just fucking <laughs> kales the guy. He's just laying on the he's just laying on the pavement, just fucking out. He's and it's like, dude, he's don't sweet. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty no gun. And then I did want to shout out. I saw a story on the Yellowstone National Park on wolves. So wolves went extinct in Yellowstone. I don't know when, what year it was, but they kind of went extinct. There's no more wolves. So the, the entire landscape of Yellowstone National Park kind of changed a little bit. Animals started to go away, whatever it was. Um, so then these people brought like a pack of wolves. There's just one pack of wolves. They brought them and they put them back in the Yellowstone. So listen to what happened. So there, there had been no wolves in Yellowstone for 70 years during this time that the deer population just grew tremendously. I mean, deer were everywhere eating all the fields, eating all the food, just fucking killing everything. So in that time, you know, like all these little animals that ate the food, ate the fields and stuff, they, they had died off. They, they had left. Because there's no food for them. 
So they, they go reinsert these wolves in Yellowstone National Park. And these wolves basically kind of scare off all the deer from eating all this stuff. The deer population goes way down. Well, anyways, in six years, the number of trees increased fivefold. Beavers appeared, muskrats, ducks, hares, mice, hawks, fox, bears, everything grew by like their numbers in Yellowstone National Park grew by like tenfold. All really? because these wolves, all because these wolves came in and scared off the deer, and then other animals were able to come in and you know live there because there was food there for them. So, pretty cool story. Um, and obviously, nail obviously wolves are nail gun animals, so I had to throw that in there. <laughs> some some you'd never even fucking think about that these wolves come in and just produce a bunch of life. Um, I think it has this. A lot to say with the life, the world we live in, right? Like humans kind of come in and just fucking take over everything. Well, you know, in order in order for everything to prosper, everyone's got to get a little chunk of everything. So I thought that story was pretty cool. So I wanted to shout out the wolves for being nail guns of the week there. Um, brings, me back to, brings me back to eighth grade science and the ecosystem that uh yeah. <laughs> the teachers used to bring you through that's that's pretty that's pretty crazy something you don't that's think cool. about all the time yeah it's uh it, it was a crazy story when i saw it what you would never think that's the way it is but that's what happened um i guess we'll move on to the next one fuck one marry one bury one or kill one here we're gonna start off with uh which career would you rather have athlete music artist or hollywood actor does anyone want to start us off here? Yeah, I'll start us off again. Um, I think that I would, um, I would, I would fuck with being an athlete uh, just because of my competitive nature. Um, I don't know which athlete I would be. Probably um, a professional golfer. Uh, now that they're going to get paid, um, I would marry. Uh, I'd be. I'd marry a, a Hollywood actor. I'd love to be an actor. Uh, I think that they live a great life, um, not really physically involved. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to work out a whole ton. Like I'd be a more Chris Farley type guy. Uh, you know, you just show up, do your job, you're funny, and then you just eat and do extracurricular stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, I would kill being a musician um, or a music artist. I just don't think that I'd be very good at it uh and I think the lifestyle would be really hard you do a show one night then you're on the road and you do a show the next night and I just think it's a lot so that's what I'm going with I like those picks that's yeah good way to look at it um sorry Mace I'll go go, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same as Wolves here I'm gonna fuck athlete I think that uh That'd be that'd be nice for a quick one there. Just being a, a you know superstar athlete, I am going to marry being a music artist. That's uh, I, that I think that's the, I think that's the pinnacle for me. That's the pinnacle of what you can be, right? Like you're in a sold out stadium with the mic in your hand, and just everyone's looking at you and like listening to whatever you say. Like that's the amount of power you have in your hand with that, <laughs> and the, you know you're you you're gauging the whole stadium. Like you're on, I, like you said, also be tough, you know, being on tour that long and, and doing all that. Uh, 
but I just think that's something you never get. Obviously, I I would love to be a fucking Hollywood actor. I I don't want to diss them. It's a tough choice, but I am gonna have to kill the Hollywood actor. Just uh, you know, just acting and memorizing roles and and. I don't know, going through what they do with, you know, watching Entourage and Vinny Chase kind of seems like a stressful life at some points. So um, that'll be the one I kill. But it was a tough one. Obviously, seeing Vinny's life, I would love to live the Entourage life. That's that's, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. also the pinnacle. Would you want to be Vinny or would you want to be in the Entourage? I see, I see you more as a Johnny Drama type of guy. I would love to be a Johnny Drama type bird. <laughs> You know, even Turtle, you know, he's not even trying to be an actor. He's just fucking living it, you know. Like, that's unbelievable. I love it. Good choices. Mace, what do you got? I'm going with the same as Gage. Uh, I'm going to fuck being an athlete. I mean, it would be fun to have just an arena full of fans every time you play. I mean, you probably do fun stuff after the games. Um, And music artists, of course. I mean, I think the lifestyle is what differs it for me, like, even just like seeing the movie, the dirt, like that would just be an unreal life that not a lot of people get to live and it would be cool to experience. So I got to kill the actor. Yeah. I don't like you guys for that choice, but um, I respect it. I respect your guys' answers this week. Um, Gage isn't trying to be an ass. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the next, the next one I had exercise equipment or exercise machine. Um, I did this one in honor of Josty coming on the episode just because we know he's, uh, you know, kind of a physical freak, takes care of the body. So we'll go bike, treadmill, elliptical. Yeah, easy one for me here. I'm going to fuck a bike. Uh, Nice, relaxing, easy. Um, You know, it's just all in all better than one of the other ones that I'll mention later. I'm going to marry the elliptical. The elliptical is easy, free-flowing. You know, you kind of push yourself at your own pace. Um, really nice uh, equipment. I liked using that for my warm-ups at school. And then I'm going to absolutely bury the treadmill. Fuck the treadmill. Nobody likes running. If you like running, there's something wrong with your fucking brain. Treadmill is gone. 100%. Also, I want to even argue you. I wanted to try to argue you on this one. I'm not going to argue. I'm going to have the same exact answer, obviously. The they, bike. You know, but I thought for sure. I thought for sure you were going to come on here and say treadmill because, oh, you get under six minutes in the mile. And, oh, I'm I'm kind of a freak in the gym and I can no. do anything. Yeah. And I thought you were going to come in here and say fucking kill one of the other ones. And I would have jumped through the screen. No, yeah, yeah, no. Bike, bike is great for a little bit. I'll fuck that. Um, I'm, I'm gonna kill the treadmill. You know, this. What are you gonna do on there? You're either gonna do sprints, um, which are fine with me. You know, couple, couple, ten second sprints for ten reps or whatever. It's fine. Um, but it, you're either gonna jog on it or you're gonna walk on it or whatever. And it's like, if I'm gonna go jogging, I might as well just jog around outside or somewhere where I can ha- have different scenery. I'm not going to jog on the treadmill. And I'm yeah, definitely not going to fucking walk on the treadmill. I'm not going <laughs> to walk on the treadmill. Are you fucking kidding me? I can walk around my house. I walk up and down the stairs. I'm not going to walk on the treadmill. Are you serious? Although, 
however, however, when uh, I decided to retire, I did do that um, viral workout that was going around where you elevate it to 12 incline and you do the three speed and you walk on it for 30 minutes. I, I did that. I did that for a while. Did you? Um, how, how was yeah. it? Yeah, it was awful. So that's why I killed it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I have to marry the elliptical because I like hitting all parts of the body and I can get the legs going. And then, you know, sometimes I'm on the elliptical and I'm doing arms day. I'm not even moving the legs. I'm just moving my arms. My legs are yep. moving with it. You know, it's, it's yep. you get the best of both worlds. It's uh, it's definitely the best, the best warm up machine or can whatever cardio machine out there, I think. So um, I also, I didn't throw in the Stairmaster. I like doing the Stairmaster every once in a while, just to give myself a challenge, but the, the elliptical is not being beaten for, for a, a machine like that. So no Mace, what do you got? Um, I got the same thing as gauge. Um, I'm going to marry the elliptical. Like you guys said, works out a lot more muscles than the other two. Uh, I'm going to fuck the bike. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd prefer biking outside, but I mean, stationary bike, there's nothing wrong. I'm just going to kill the treadmill purely for the reason that, I mean, you can just go run outside on grass and it feels much better on your knees. Whereas <laughs> I get done on a treadmill and my knees feel like they're just going to explode. Like, yeah. Tre- treadmill's absolute ass. It's a terrible invention. Whoever it's like the guy that worked out uh, in the summers and now everybody has to work out in the summers. It's like, Oh, some guy ran in place one time. Oh, this is a great machine. Let's put it in every gym and have people run on it for fitness. It's ass terrible. Yeah, we can go, we can go forever on treadmills. I mean, there's, there's people who have treadmills underneath their office desk. Like, Oh, I need to be working. I need to be walking while I'm working. And then there's, <laughs> there's fucking treadmills for their dog and there's treadmills in everyone's basement that they never touch. And they ask me to move. And it's like, you know what? You cocksucker, you don't need to move this thing. You've never fucking used it. And you only have it here to show your guests like, Oh yeah, there's a treadmill. We, we do work out every once in a while. It's <laughs> yeah. right there. Um, you know, in the winters, we hop on there. No, you don't. You have to get fucking turn it on in fucking eight years. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Gary, <laughs> Gary, there's fucking cobwebs on it. You hop on that. You, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I was about to get gutless there. I don't know, Gary, if there's a Gary that has a treadmill, I apologize. <laughs> I, I will I will throw I will I will throw a wrinkle in this. What if we change the bike to an assault bike? What oh. if we change the option to a, the that might be the worst invention ever? I'm killing I'm killing it. I'm killing it. <laughs> I'm, Mace, most NHL teams Those wind bikes have to, they have to do the I, wind, they have to do the wind bikes in these training tests and you have to do X amount of miles in you know X amount of time or whatever. I I could quite possibly kill that bike off rather than a treadmill. Oh, I would too, hundred percent. It's just it's too much for me. And you know the only thing that's nice is like the wind's blowing back in your face, but the whole time you're like holding in puke. Literally, <laughs> as soon as you start a wind bike, it's like I'm gonna throw up everywhere. Oh. It's just a matter of when. Oh yeah, that, that wind bike. That wind bike, I think I did my my toughest conditioning test I've ever done um, in my life was on one of those wind bikes. It was it was ride five miles as fast as you can on one of those wind bikes. So you don't know where to you don't know how to pace yourself, how fast to go, how long I mean, how long it's going to take you. It's like that was the that was the most miserable thing I've ever done in my life. It was just insane. I was like, this is we should, we should fucking we should do that we should do that for a bit 
and one guy goes all out, and it's kind of like a tortoise in a in the hair type of situation. Yeah. One guy goes all out, and then the other guy paces himself the whole time, and let's see who gets to five minutes faster. Let's do it. And then and then we'll go then we'll go murder like a full Domino's pizza after. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do that. I want. I'll I'll be the guy to go just balls to the wall from the start, and then you'll see me just straight leg trying to get each pedal down, like trying to get to the five mile mark. I was hoping I was, I, I was hoping you'd do the hard part, and I'd be the I'd be the hare and the or the the, uh, the tortoise in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to do it again. Um, but the fun stuff, folks, will be continuing. Now we're going to move to uh, Tyson Jost next. Um, he joined us for the hockey portion, but we did get a little spin bin action with him. And uh, like we said earlier, it's always nice to have Josty on. Just a just a tremendous person and great story. And obviously plays for the Minnesota Wild now. So we're going to get the pleasure to watch him for a full season coming up here. We're, we're all excited for it. And um, we hope you guys enjoy this episode with this, this interview with Josty because uh, – I honestly thought it was great. He was he was unbelievable and gave us just some great answers. So um, hopefully everyone enjoys. Now we, we go to Tyson Jost. All right, now we got uh, Tyson Jost on T Bone. Uh, we appreciate your time today, brother. It's been a minute. It's good to have you back in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pumped. About yeah, time for sure. Fucking right. Um, we're gonna do something quick here. I know we only got you about for about 45, 50 minutes here, so we'll run you through the sin bin quick. It's just uh, I'm going to rifle off um, one or two word questions, and I need you to rate them one through ten, just right off the top of your head. All right. All right, here we go. Blondes. <laughs> well, I'm in mini now, so ten. <laughs> Brunettes. <laughs> Nine. Walsh Hall. Ten. Andrew Pesky. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Jake Brandt. Who? Jake Brandt. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Minneapolis. I like it. Ten. The Loop. Ten. Cowboy Jacks. Four. The XL. <laughs> Ten. Foam Rollers. <laughs> Two. Those things suck. Your Love Life. <laughs> Three. <laughs> and Minnesota Women. <laughs> Ten. I love it. Simple. Yeah, easy. there we go. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> so uh let's go over some of those answers there. Um not a fan of Jacks. Loves soda. Favors love many, favorite blondes. Blonde, I feel like that's the only type of hair girls got around here is blondes. Blonde and blue eyes. It sure does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it, though. We aren't. We aren't complaining. No. No. Exactly. I'm more of a brunette guy. Um. What else? What else did he have there? Oh, uh, so he had Andrew Pesky. He had, he had Pesky at three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope Pesky one. sees that too. Yeah, like, we might have. Shit, we might have to tag him in a clip or something. <laughs> I'm just grinding his gears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. I, um, I, I, I thought you would. Yeah, I thought foam rollers. You thought he said ten. 
That, that's your fucking routine. No, I hate foam rollers. Was, was I a big foam roller at Dota? Oh, big time, brother. Your your pregame routine. No, just you, you had, the, you had the stick. Oh yeah. <laughs> the stick I do with all wheels on it. That actually, my dynamic warmups. Okay, yeah, you know what? That's not the foam roller. That's like a. That's like yeah. a kind of like wrencher or whatever they get relays. I still use that thing. I got one in my closet right now. You want me to whip it out? <laughs> it's like three feet from me. Yeah. I can turn this camera around. And I got you know what? Actually, maybe I was lying a little bit. I could show you my my whole like collection that I got right there. There's all my <laughs> there phone numbers and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josie, the always recovering, baby. Always on. It never stops. Oh yeah, we're we're always on your admiring your uh, your your college days when you were a freshman, kind of rolling out the legs at parties. Even like when wherever we were, you're just always ready to be on the ice. I mean, when the you legs tear up the ready to like as slap. fast as I do. You have to roll out those legs all the time. Just ask Olsa about that. Me and him at the loop that night. Oh my goodness. Oh God. Absolutely. That was just not moving. even fair. Yeah. <laughs> I needed a foam roller after that. <laughs> were you guys were you guys ripping it up at the loop one day? Oh. Big time. It was absolute go zone, eh, Josty? Oh, oh that's incredible. Unreal time. I probably lost 10 pounds that night just from pure <laughs> sweat. <laughs> oh, it gets it gets fucking humid in there. It gets more. Oh yeah, it doesn't ever. It's that so many, tight. That many too. bodies. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like a UND alumni. Where were you, Goose? Actually, you think you were supposed to come that day, and you bailed. You and Yonder bailed on us. Even Pesky was there. Yeah, where, where was I, I that night? I think I was in West End. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? I think you were actually. I think you were. It was. I mean, it was me, Josty, uh, Peter, uh, yeah. Pesky. Dicks. Um, Dicks, yeah, all those guys. So it was a big time UND, and was, then uh, was 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 Smitty in town? No, not no. that weekend. No, no. This was this was early. This okay. was this is like at the end of the year, like end of our season almost. Yeah, I think yeah. we were still on Bender. I was like just about to go uh, home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, wow, Josie. <laughs> What's what's it compare? What's it compare to Denver? The nightlife, like Minneapolis for, for nightlife. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Denver cool. wasn't like outstanding. Denver had like a lot more. I'd say like breweries and like kind of rooftop lounges. Like here, it's you get like a little bit of that too. But I found there's like more places to go that are actually like buzzing. Like Denver, there's probably one or two places, and then they open up like a whiskey row in Denver. My last year. That was fun. We'd usually go there, but I don't know. Every time I went on a mini so far, like it's been outstanding. Even like Maynards and stuff like that. Oh my god, this is great. Like <laughs> yeah. you guys weren't lying. I remember <laughs> I was asking you too. I'm like, how are summers and mini? And you're like, dude, you gotta stay here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you guys were lying. <laughs> it's fun. Not only it's fun too, but like the hockey here is like unbelievable. Like I didn't realize how many pro guys are here. It's it's like insane. The skates are are nuts. So like I'd honestly yeah. compare it to like a Toronto and Canada. Like it's it's crazy how many NHL guys there are. And then on the weekends you get to go to Tonka and Maynards and <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard. To I've beat. always thought I've always thought about that. Like it's got to be up there with best spot to uh, spend your summers as an as an NHL player at least. Like either got because you you got the lakes all around. And you've got so many guys to skate with. You can skate with 
you can hop on the ice anywhere and you're you're hopping on with a couple pro guys and getting good skates and it's got to be one yeah, of the best. Nuts. Yeah, like I was doing this three on three skate um, on Thursday, like a little velocity mini rink. Yeah. It was my first time going out there, like Gersh and, and Pogo and those guys were like, come on to the skate. Like, it's unbelievable. I was expecting like our UND crew, like alumni guys, and then like maybe a couple NHL guys, <laughs> like Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, like Bess is out there. Like I could go on and on. There's yeah. probably 16, 17, like Brady Shea, like. It was insane. I was like, this is oh, probably yeah. one of the best skates in like North America for summer <laughs> hockey. Like, this is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, oh, yeah. It, was like, it was like early June and guys were just like snapping it around and like going full out. I was like, holy smokes. Like, I need to towel it in here and mini. Like, these guys are not like screwed around. But no, it's it's been fun. I it's, really like it. These guys already died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always a. Oh, breakup call when you hop on the ice and you see all the other guys, they're just snapping it around and you can't even, you know, you kind of forgot how to stick handle. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, your hands are cement and your hip flexors are about to blow up. Olsen knows all about that, baby. Oh, yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I, stand, I stand still in summer skates. <laughs> this three on three would be perfect for you. It's mini ice, too, so you don't got to skate too far. Oh, that's unreal. Vision, you know? Just a little <laughs> you got that down. Yeah. <laughs> Best Besser probably still didn't find his way in the D zone, eh? And that thread, regardless of the <laughs> rink size, he probably Besser still probably had like 10 back breakaways, there. and I think he hit the net on maybe like six or seven of them. Like it was just like outrageous. <laughs> the guy actually one time he's <laughs> he shows up to the rink and he's like, I think I forgot my sticks at home. <laughs> like, you idiot. He's like, Well, I guess I'm not skating today. <laughs> and the next week he's there, he has like eight goals. <laughs> Sounds oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. You can shoot the puck, yeah. Oh my um, gosh, the shots are ridiculous. Okay. It's crazy. Well, Josty, we wanted to talk about your career, your path. What we do on here is kind of show the path every hockey player has, just from youth up, how you got to where you are, um, what your thoughts were when you were young. So obviously, you're from Alberta. Saint Albert is where you were born, correct? Yeah. What's uh? What's it like playing hockey up in Alberta when you're growing up? Like, is it all you can think about is the only sport you really know? Because um, we always ask guys, you know, when did you know you kind of wanted to play hockey for a living? When did that happen for you? Yeah, like, I mean, anywhere in Canada, it's, like, pretty hardcore for hockey. Like, that's kind of the only sport that you want to do if you're if you're a dude and, and you're playing in there. I mean, I, I, don't, I probably honestly compare, like, a little bit to many. Like, obviously, you guys got your football, too, but um, – yeah, like I started skating when I was probably like one or one and a half. Like that's when I was on the ice. Like we have pictures of me on the outdoor rink. Um, I started playing like I think I was four years old. Like playing with all like the six and seven or seven year olds. I was like a really like big kid too. Like <laughs> I sprouted early, boys. <laughs> yeah, and they just all kind of caught up to me. But no, like I loved it at, at a young age, and like uh, my mom and my grandpa were always taking me to the outdoor rink, and I just loved it. And that's like. All you kind of got for sure um so so growing up playing youth hockey in in canada it's obviously like you know in, in america you have college like everyone's trying to make a college team canada it seems like most guys are trying to make the ohl you're in your case the whl um how do you how do you decide not to go to the whl is it's you know a highly touted player like yourself you probably got offers probably got badgered a bit how do you decide to stick with the uh, college path and go to Penticton? Yeah, that was actually like a tough decision. Um, 
so especially like growing up in Alberta, like you, I didn't hear a single thing about college hockey until I probably turned maybe like 14, 15 years old. So like after I was drafted, like I got drafted in the WHL. Um, I think you get drafted when you're 13, 14. And I was like, oh, I'm going to the dub for sure. And then once the draft started like rolling around, I started hearing like a little bit about UND and like DU and, and BC, like all those like kind of top schools. And I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty cool actually. Um, kind of how it works in a dub too like a lot of the teams that were picking in like the like the top 10 whatever area like weren't great cities and like weren't like known for like amazing development and stuff like that so i remember my agent kind of said like maybe it's something that you look at um like kind of take a peek at the college road and then at dante fabro too um who was the same kind of the same boat as me like lived in bc so he's just like a, a state or province over and um he was drafted i think one pick behind me i think he was seventh uh, to Seattle and I was Everett. Um, so me and him kind of like piggybacked off each other a little bit because we got so much pressure. Everyone's like, you guys need to go to the dub. Like you guys are absolutely crazy. Um, and I remember we told all the teams that we're drafting too. We're like, we're probably going to college. Like don't pick us. And obviously they still did. Um, but yeah, we went on a bunch of visits together and UND was actually my first visit. <laughs> I went down there and I was like, holy shit. Like this place is no joke. Like I fell in love like immediately. I was like this this is like nothing like the WHL. Like this blows it out of the water. Like why would I want to go play for the Everett Silver Tips when I can play in front of 12,000 fans, like have this crazy student section and like this multi-million dollar like resort basically. Like it's a factory there. Um, so yeah, I was, sure. after that, I was like, I remember coming home and I told my mom, I'm like, I'm, I'm playing there. And she's like, well, go check, like go check some other schools out. Like, don't get like too like horned up here about UND. And I'm not playing here. And I went to a few other schools and I'm like, this doesn't even compare to it. And then I remember the dog was still like knocking on the door too. And they're like, what are you doing? Like basically telling like Dante and myself that like, you guys are crazy for wanting to go to college. Like nobody does this as like yeah. top 10 picks. Like you guys are like, out of your mind. Like it's not going to work out. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, and then we played in Penticton together. And like, I'm sure you guys know about Penticton. Like there's a ton of, like great players that came out of there and it's like an awesome awesome pro you guys got the ushl obviously in the states and like that that league's like it's basically like the chl of of, of america but for sure the bchl is great like penticton was awesome and like yeah you guys probably heard from stash and stuff like that like i loved it in penticton like we had so much fun there and um we had a really good team like we had Cooley and dicks and yeah all us penticton guys we just won't shut up about penticton but it is it is fun so um i to say the least i'm so happy that like I went the road I did like looking back I have no clue where I'd be right now if I went to the dub but um not even for like hockey but just like like the memories and like the friendships like I'm still like so tight with you guys like I talked to guys that played in the dub and they're like oh I'm still like kind of buddies with some of the guys that I played with like we'll talk once in a while like if we're in town we like probably won't see each other like for me like <laughs> when I got traded here like you we're all on like the horn like yo Josie like when are we getting together like we the loop together <laughs> yeah. like two weeks ago like we're like banged up <laughs> like oh this is like we have a rough note <laughs> it's just like that little culture you get like it's so much fun like all your best friends come from college and yeah it's it's it's, it's pretty cool it's not only like a sweet hockey experience but like it's an unbelievable life experience I think that's like one of the coolest things too yeah I I I I'd agree. I mean, obviously, everyone's got a different route, right? Some guys, you know, their routes WHL or CHL, whatever, whatever it is, and it works out, obviously. But you can't get that stuff 
playing in the WHL, like you said, the, the family kind of feel and like yeah, everyone's on the same page. It's just like, it's kind of, I, th- I think, you know, I've, I've thought why it's like that. It's, I think it's cause like every guy that goes to college, like they chose to go there, right? Like you had a chance to, you could choose to go to all the other schools, but you all chose to like yeah. go to the same spot versus like getting drafted the team, whatever you just like had to go there. Everyone chose to go there. So it's just, it means a little bit more, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned I mean, it's you also to so nice guys. too. Like, guys are like, you're all living together in like the pit and like <laughs> you're in yeah. Walsh. Like, you're going to Wilkerson, Wilkerson every day. Like, it's just like, so you don't get that in the job. Like, on the job, you're riding the bus for 20 hours and like guys are miserable. Like, <laughs> to me, to me, it's a lot like junior hockey in the States, right? Like, you're, you're going to, yeah. Move on to the next step. You know, you're going in there to get a scholarship where college is kind of like the end of the line for a lot of guys. And so it's like they spend their yeah. four years there. They're passionate about college hockey. They're passionate about their teammates. So I think that's like the biggest thing. Like, you know, major junior and some of those other big ones are more like, okay, this is the best move for me for the future, where college is kind of like that too. But then you're building like relationships oh, yeah. with people yeah around. for sure yeah but it's also like nuts how many players come out of college like, especially now i feel like it's just like more and more every year like it's it's crazy how many players come out of college now like yeah yeah when when, when did that start when when was kind of the big movement there in college hockey i think the yeah, percentage yeah. has been going up the percentages have been going up you know like percentage of NHL players that played college hockey, it's been it's been slowly rising for for a number of years now. Um, I think it's just because like he, you know, Josie comes in as an 18 year old. He's he's really raw. He's, he's a young kid basically. But you know, instead of playing against 15, 16 year olds in the dub, he's playing against you. Know, we're playing. We're going to play Bemidji with a bunch of 25 year olds that are you know yeah. fully full. You know, and it's like that's what you're doing in pro. Like you're playing against men. You're not playing against the kids anymore. And I think that, and I, and also when you're younger, you know, the dub sells itself on or, or the CHL or whatever, just playing more games, which is good. Um, but yeah. you really get the time, to like you get the time to like work out in the weight room, work on your stuff outside of the, off the rink. And then you, you really kind of dial in for two really important games every weekend. It's not like, you know, I remember juniors, it was like, oh, we got a Wednesday matinee here. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking to go like 55%, hopefully squeak out a win and then just move on to the next one, right? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and, yeah like college, you're playing. Yeah, Duluth, I, mean, like, yeah. I remember like, like my first series against Duluth, I was like, I think that was like my second second or third game. I was like, holy smokes, like, these guys are mad. I was like, what is going on right now? Like, you have, like, Susie and, like, Tony and, like, all those guys over there. I'm like, these guys are, like, fucking old. Like, they got, like, full beers. I'm, like, this little baby child. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is, like, the real deal. Like, you're going to get that in the dub. Like, obviously, you have, like, the 20-year-olds and stuff like that. But, like, 20 is probably, I don't know, like, the correct stat on it. But that's probably, like, very, very average for age in, in college hockey. Like, everyone's just so much more mature and, like, physically developed and stuff like that. And it, like, really makes you... Like kind of take that next step towards yeah. like that game. Yeah. Before we get back into your career a little bit more, I just wanted to touch on like with those with the CHL, you know, the dub and the O. It's more offensive. That's 
pretty clear, like skill oh, guys and, and things like that, where college is more defensive based. So, I mean, what's, what's the difference there as like a prospect, if you're looking like, if you don't view yourself as a 200 foot player, are you more likely to go to the CHL and the major junior route or what's kind of like the thought process besides, you know, the atmosphere and the family part, like why yeah, would- like for style, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say like, like for me, honestly, in junior, like I wasn't like a group, like I was, I was an okay defensive player. Like I wasn't like great. Like I'd kill penalties and stuff like that. But like when I came to Nodak, I think that's like when I really definitely took a step. Um, like Bob's and Jack's and those guys were so good at like helping me with like the defenses on the game. And you have to learn because you like, if you don't play D, like especially only being a two game series every like Friday, Saturday, like you're going to get lit up, like you're going to get exposed. Um, yeah. I think like another thing too, in the dub is, or the CHL, like, like what Goose said, you play so many games that you think like someone on a back-to-back or like in a three-on-three, their third game, like three nights, they're going to like want to back check like that extra whatever. Like <laughs> you think they're going to want to like be like extra heavy on a puck? Like, no, like I think that's why like so many guys kind of, you see like so many seven, six, like six, five games, which like you don't yeah. really see in the NHL or, or in college hockey. But like for me, I don't think that was like something that I really like paid attention too much. Like honestly, I was drafted to Everett and at the time, like they were known for like trapping it up, like playing like a really weird style of hockey. Like they would be like, we score one goal and like the rest of the game, we're like trapping it up. And like, I heard that. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's not like really hockey. Like that's like old school. <laughs> Do I yeah. really want to be doing that? Like I remember like Austin Matthews and there was another like highly uh, touted prospect. I forget his name. He was from the States, but they were both drafted Everett too. And, um, I remember talking to Matthews. He's like, "Yeah, there's no way I'm going going there." Like after like what he heard about like their style of playing stuff like that. So I think there's like a little bit of both, but I think it just like comes down to the fact that like you play so many games in the CHL. Like guys are younger. Like the details just aren't as strong. Whereas college, like you have those two games one like tw- twice a week where you got to like dial it. It's like playoff hockey every single every single weekend. Like that's one way I can explain it. Yeah, absolutely. So when it's all said and done. You're coming into North Dakota as a freshman. Like, what's what's your mindset? Obviously, you know the crowd's crazy. The students are crazy. You're a young kid coming into a college program. Like, are you thinking about the next step? Are you, you know, worried about playing right away? Like, what was kind of your whole mindset coming into North Dakota? And it's like, okay, this is my home for the next X amount of years. Yeah. You know, what are my goals? What are my, you know, just kind of take us through that whole process. Like, honestly, like I was, I was kind of nervous. Like I was like, this is going to, like, I knew it was going to be like a challenge. Um, like I came in as like a high draft pick too. And especially with Nodak, like the amount of like publicity that that team gets is, is like pretty substantial. Like it's, it's not it's, like you're like the team there. Like everyone like knows about like the hockey and um, there's like a big buzz around the team. So um i was nervous i was like i know this is like gonna be a challenge and uh, i'm gonna have to like work my way into like playing and stuff like that and like on the power play and stuff i even remember like my first couple of practices i was like holy smokes like this is this is good like you're not gonna get handed anything just because you're whatever you whatever you've done before in junior or like with the draft and whatnot um remember too it kind of sucked because you guys <laughs> you guys won the year before so i was like shit like <laughs> this sucks like yeah. i got honestly really happy yeah. for you guys but at the same time i'm like oh man like can we please like repeat like <laughs> that's yeah. all we heard about was like just the amazing stories you guys had and like just the bond and stuff like that and i think that was like kind of i remember like our freshman class kind of talks about this a little bit like it wasn't tough but it was like hot oh, like 
it's kind of like shitty that we weren't like a part of that, that we couldn't like experience that with all you guys. And, um, yeah, like you just, you want to win so bad. Like that's what you want to, that's like one of the main reasons why you go to UND too. So we kind of came in and like just heard all these like unreal stories, but it also made us like hungry to try and do it again. But, um, I mean, I think that could have went both ways. If you get like a bunch of guys that like were assholes and stuff like that, like say like you guys weren't good team guys, you guys could have just like packed it in and be like, we won our like championship, like whatever, like our last year is going to be a write off or like this year is going to be a write off. But well, I was, that was, that was one thing yeah. for sure. Like I want to win like so bad just because of all the stories you guys had and like the experiences yeah. and stuff like that and like going to the Frozen Four. Like it just sounded like unbelievable. So yeah, that's that's kind of like summing up for me. Like I was I was honestly like a little bit nervous, but like really really super excited to to get things going and yeah, just kind of experience everything that the Ralph and, and UNDS offer. For sure. Yeah, that's one of my regrets was uh, that senior year. I thought. I thought we might have talked about it in the locker room too much and reminisced a little a little too much, not not fully being aware of the freshmen coming in and how they felt about it. Um, and like Jersey touched on a little bit, like you hear all the stories and you're like, fuck, like did I miss it by a year? Like hopefully these guys are still <laughs> yeah. playing, you know, like I want yeah, these guys yeah. to still play. Like I, I wanna be I wanna be on a good team too. Like um I mean, yeah, we still yeah, had an awesome I, team. Like, God, like, we team. lost I mean, against BU. Like, yeah. remember, like, Dixie scored. We're going off the ice. And then, next thing you know, we're, like, Pooley's grabbing our shirts. And, like, Jax is, like, get back out there. Like, the game's not over. We're, like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, like, I was – and then when it ended up going that three over, like, third overtime. Like, yeah, three overtimes. Yeah. yeah. It was nuts. I remember all of us yeah. were, like, cramping on the bench and, like <laughs> – Oh, yeah. When you look back, it was a ton of fun, like especially in Fargo too. Like that was just electric, but what a shitty way oh, to yeah. go out. Like it sucked. Just because like you go that yeah, far, Joe... you score too, and then it's offside. And like yeah. <laughs> brutal. But yeah, Joseph, we always we always talk about you on here. Um and guys like we, we had Brock on last week or whatever and, and asked him about you know why he came back for his sophomore year and, and why guys stay in college when they do and why they leave when they do and you're always the guy who like comes to mind where, you know, you see a lot of guys leave after freshman year and you're like, ah, fuck, I think he left too early. I could have used the other year, another year. And you came, you came right into UND and it was like from day one all the way till you finished. It was like, this guy's a pro. Like he did, he, he should be in pro hockey. He's, he's like, you know, eating right, taking care of his body, putting the extra time in. Like he just, He's, you were so mature for your age. Um, and I guess I want to know, like, were you always like that? How do you think you had that? Because there's so many guys that come in at your age that are kind of immature and haven't found their way. But it seemed like when you came in as this 18-year-old, like, young kid, you were just already this pro that knew what he had to do and and just did it, you know? Like, you didn't really have to go through that learning stage i yeah. felt at least i don't know what you felt but yeah your maturity yeah, level is just like, insane uh, because it's like kind of part of my personality i'd say i mean you guys like kind of know my story and like you know my mom and stuff like that and like i was raised by a single mom and um i maybe had like a little bit of a like different upbringing than some families would so um i think i kind of had like an appreciation for like how much my mom sacrificed putting me through hockey and um and kind of taking all the extra steps to make sure like I could live on my dream, which was playing in the NHL. Like 
I mean, I was kind of like a little psychopath. Like I wanted to be in the NHL like so bad. Like it was kind of crazy. I mean, I like, like still, like I want to be like such a good player, like, like my summer and stuff like that. Like I just like work my ass off just cause like, I want to like take that next step and be so good. Sure. Like it's something that I've kind of just like had engraved in me. I think that comes a lot from my mom too, just cause what she went through and um, kind of how she raised me and like growing up, I just like watch her, like all the stuff she'd do for my family and my sister and, um, it's pretty special. Like you don't really realize when you're a kid, like you don't really s- kind of see what's going on and like kind of the stuff behind the scenes that she's doing. So I think that's like something that kind of, I mean, it definitely helped me mature like, like at a really young age. Like um, that's what kind of what, yeah. like everyone said, even when I was in junior, they're like, like you need to like be a kid a little bit, but I was just like so focused on like trying to get to the NHL and all that stuff. But yeah. like in hindsight too, like looking back on it, like I mean, you never want to like, say like what if or whatever I mean there's definitely times where like I'm sitting at home and like you had a tough night or whatever and um like I'm like oh like especially like my first year I was like oh like should I have stayed like should I have stayed another year like obviously that's going to come up especially because I had so much fun like I remember I uh, I don't know if you guys remember this I remember when I played like those seven or eight games in Colorado and then I came back and um I was hanging out with you, like, all you guys and like doing the summer workouts <laughs> I was just bawling my eyes out in the gym I'm like <laughs> like fuck like this sucks like i'm gonna miss you guys i'm gonna yeah. miss the spot like yeah. that's where it's just like coming in your head like should i have done this but it's kind of hard to like look back and be like oh like what if or whatever you kind of got to look forward and i made the decision i did and i can live with that but um yeah, yeah I'm, like, thankful for what i had but i think yeah like coming back to your question i think kind of how i was raised and i just was like really hungry to make it to the nhl and like i still am like i still know that i kind of haven't really reached my full potential yet so it's kind of what I do in the summer. I just work my work my sure. ass off, and I want to get there. So yeah, yeah. Your your name your name has come up plenty of times on this podcast. I don't know if you're an avid listener or not. Oh but, yeah, I tune in once in a while. <laughs> but uh, you know, this just speaks to the person that you are. Like you you came in as a young kid, you know, one year guy or whatever. But like you built some of the strongest relationships ever. Like you're still buddies with all those guys that were on that team. And it just like speaks volumes to not only you, but your mom as well. She's an awesome human. Oh, yeah, so, like, ghost. <laughs> so don't like, I don't want you to ever regret anything. Like don't ever think back on your one year because you made such a huge impression on a lot of people yeah. that you, you spent your time there. You, you did what you had to do and then you went off and did what you had to do. So I just yeah. want to yeah. say yeah, it's not off. It's not <laughs> It's not often. It's not often you can say like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you left after one year." Like, I think that was the right decision. Like, I don't say that for many guys, but Josty was one guy who was. Uh, I was always like, "Yeah, that's the right call for sure." It makes sense. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's even tough too when like yeah. an NHL team's like telling you like we like want like Colorado was so bad that year too. Like, I think they had like one of the like worst years in like NHL history, and they're yeah. like, so I was like, "Well, what do I do?" Like. <laughs> It's kind of like, yeah, it was, I mean, it was tough, but yeah, I'm happy with the decision and stuff like that. But I mean, I cherish those memories. I even like, like it was unbelievable. And like, like you yeah. said, also like oh, yeah. the relationships that we still have and like, yeah, like going back to my freshman class, like we were all just like up in Brainerd together for a week. And like, I was like, it's like, we haven't even skipped a beat. Like, yeah, like, yeah. it was our first time seeing each other in a while. And like, it was, we were right back at it. Like Dix was being an idiot and we were trying oh, yeah. to control him. And Pesky had no teeth, like every, everything. It was just like, it was awesome. So Smitty's being a little animal, doing all this liver king crap. And <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, 
We'll move on to the pro career here. Um, like you said, like your your whole life, you're growing up. Your your mind and your focus is strictly on making the NHL, which um, I always say about Olsen and I kind of like there's different tiers of players, right? Like I can't speak for Ols, but when I was growing up trying to play the game, I was like, you know what? I got to play college hockey. I got to play for UND. And that was in my mind. And that, that's all I wanted to do was make college hockey and play there. Well, you're growing up thinking about the next thing, like, you know, college. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about the NHL. And you end up getting there after your freshman year at North Dakota, and you're still, what, 19-year-old? You're one of the youngest guys in the league. Uh, you finally made it to where you've worked your whole life to make it to. What's that experience life like? Like getting there, you're finally there, and, and it's like, okay, what do I do now? Do I – I'm here. Am I happy or am I like – okay, I'm here now. This is what I always wanted, but fuck, this isn't good enough. I will be a really good player in this league. Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of nailed it. Like at the start, I was like, Hey, this is awesome. Like I remember getting like my housing letter. I'm like, okay, sweet. Like I, I made it to the NHL. Like I'm here now. Um, and then you kind of get that realization, like, well, have you actually made it? Like the NHL is like, you're, you're kind of a piece of meat. Like if you're not like performing, like it's, it's a job. Like that's, that's something you realize pretty quick. Like it, it is a job. Like there's uh there's like some relentless stuff that goes on there and it's just like part of it. It's a business. Um, but I remember it was tough my first year. Like I tore my MCL. Like I was out for a while, like missed a bunch of time. Like I had to go down for a conditioning stint to the AHL, which is like awesome. Like I, that's what I needed. But I remember it was, it was, it was just tough just cause like I never really dealt with injuries and stuff like that. And then I'm dealing with it in my first year pro, um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, you're going to, like, New York City and then, like, Boston. And, like, <laughs> you're going out to all, like, these insane oh, yeah. Yeah. and, like, these, like, nightclubs and, like, rookie party and stuff like that. And, like, I'm, like, a small town, like, humble guy. Like, didn't come from much. I'm, like, what's going on right now? Like, I remember when I played my first six <laughs> games, like, they had, like, the fine board or whatever. And they're, like, Josie, like, my number was up there. And I, I turned to Nieto and I'm, like, like what it like how much like I'll put up like like this college guy like just like I was eating at Wilkerson like three days before like <laughs> crushing like a dirty burger now like, he's like oh like I mean how much is this win worth to you and I'm like Dude, not very much like you guys are the worst team in the league right now like, my money <laughs> but like that's like just some of the stuff that's like just like a shocker like you're coming out on the plane and like there's all this food and like the NHL, it's like the never hungry league just because like there's stuff everywhere. And like that was kind of an eye-opener. I was like, holy smokes, like this 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 place is crazy. But like, other than that, like the it's hockey nice. stuff is just like unbelievable. But yeah, then I kind of got to that point too, where like, I mean, I'm I'm still there. Like Colorado, we had I mean our first year we were, we made the playoffs, we weren't supposed to, and then after that we kind of just kept going up and up. And like we had so many good players and or like top six, like Ben McKinnon, like Kadri, like all these guys that were like studs, Ranson and Laniscog. Um, and I was like, just trying to fight and like battle to like kind of get into that position where I was like at UND, where I was like playing like in a spot that I was comfortable with. And it's like hard. That's something that I realized, like you got to adapt your role. Like I kind of turned into like my last like two or three years in Colorado. Like I was like one of the first guys out on the PK and like taking faceoffs. And I wasn't playing on the power play. And like, that was different for me. Like that's something I've never really done in my career. And I kind of had to switch that around. Cause I was like, okay, I got to adapt my game. Like, it's not like I'm going to be taking McKinnon's spot in the half on the power play. Like, that's just not, like, realistic. That's not going to happen. But, um, 
yeah it's just like always wanted to get better but then like deep down too like i, I like kind of know that i have that next level in my game and i, I still want to get there and i think that's kind of where that drive comes and that's why i'm so excited about mini too like i think i'll have a a nice opportunity and um a fresh start and stuff like that and, and hopefully get some more ice time and, and some more opportunity and kind of not be stuck in that position or whatever but um like Colorado actually helped me a ton because I, I learned that side of the game and um I got like adapted to new roles and in, in that situation so yeah I gotta ask um I heard a story I don't know who it was from but you mentioned rookie party and going to the nightclubs and stuff so I had heard <laughs> In Vegas, the boys tried to get you to go to the Win Encore or whatever, some bar. <laughs> and you know, you fuck around, you fuck around in Vegas with some fake IDs, like they're not having it. And oh yeah, I heard you 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 tried to get into a bar, got the ID taken, banned for life from Win Encore. It's like I want to know the story. Like, who are the older guys? Like, no, 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 we'll we'll get you in for sure. Don't worry about it. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, this is awesome. Okay, so it's. It was our year-end party. Um, like our first two or three years in Colorado, we'd do a year-end party to Vegas every day. Where, where every at the end of the year, where we we'd have so much money in our fine fund. Like I remember, I think it was our first or second year. My first or second year, we played St. Louis. Um, we had to beat them to get in the playoffs. It was either us or them. Whoever wins gets in. Um, this is like another fine fund board thing. Yeah, I think we had. I think it was like close to like 75k on the board that night like oh my god guys were like putting up 10k for a win and stuff like that like i was like oh my gosh like this is just nuts so we ended up winning that whenever we went to playoffs had like a nice little run and then we have all this money sitting in the fine fund i think we had like 180k or something like that they're like we're going to vegas like we're going to pj and i'm like okay well obviously like i can't come like that sucks like have fun boys and i remember landy landiscog and eric johnson looked at me and they're like <laughs> what do you mean you're not coming like you're coming <laughs> they're like we've seen your fake id like that thing works like it's worked and i'm like all right like are you sure like i could get like in a lot of trouble for that but like no josie you're coming like we did it when we were like 18 and 19 too like you're getting your ass on that plane you're coming to vegas with us and i was like let's go gabe ladiscog just told me i'm going to vegas like <laughs> i got the green light like this guy's like such a stud like he's like one of the best humans ever i'm like this guy would never let me down. Like, there's no way I'm getting into trouble. Um, so the first night in Vegas, like, we went to the pool party, went out to the club. It was awesome. Like, I had the time of my life. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like, this is the coolest thing. And then um, the second night, went to the pool party. It was fine. And then we get to the nightclub. <laughs> and we're all going in together. And the guy like knew that we were the like played on the Colorado avalanche and he must've, I don't know, like known who I was or whatever. And I give him my fake ID and he just kind of looks at me and I'm like, Oh dear. Like, here we go. He just had that look in, the, look in his eyes. Like I'm going to screw this little 19 year old over. And he's like, this is you. Hey, he gives me like the typical, like, what's your address? I nail it. I'm like, Oh, I'm getting in. Like I like nailed it. I'm like, Oh, four, five, one, like rector road or whatever. <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, go to the settings in your phone then. I'm like, why oh. does he go to the settings of my phone? I'm like, sure. Right when I'm going in there, I'm like, oh my gosh. I remember it says like your name and your iCloud thing. Tyson Jost. And of course, the idiot I am, I have like a big mug shot of like me in college with like a bucket hat on at like one of like the pit parties. <laughs> he's like, huh, Tyson Jost, hey? Like, that's funny. Like, he plays on the abs and you're trying to say you're John Rick or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, can you please just let me go? Like, I'll go up to my hotel room. Like, 
nothing will happen here. Like, let's just call it a night. Like, I'm not going into this club. I just want to go, like, back to my room. He's like, no. Like, brought me over to the cops. There's, like, four cops there. Then they brought me to the hotel manager. I get escorted up to my hotel room by six or seven security guards. And, like, McKinnon's behind me, like, yelling at this guy, like, do you know who we are? Like, let this kid in. Like, and then Tyson Berry's like, this isn't helping. Like, like, just leave it alone. I'm like, what if we play here next year and we're staying at this hotel? Because they, they told him, like, the manager's like, you're banned for life. Like, you have a ban on this hotel for life. Like, you're never getting in there. I'm like, what happens if I, like, come in? He's like, well, you get, like, a trespassing thing or whatever. And, like, you can, we can, like, lawfully arrest you. So I'm just in complete panic mode. They take me out to the hotel room. I'm packing up all my stuff while six security guards watch me. And then they escort me out of the room. And then I'm sitting outside of the hotel and I'm like, I'm not 21. Like you need to be 21 to get a hotel room in Vegas. Like it's 1230 at night. Like, what am I going to do right now? <laughs> so JT Comfort, like one of my like boys, like Goose Nose Comp, like he came to the rescue. He's like hurting a little bit. He's like, Josie, I'm coming with you. He's like, I need to go to bed anyways. Like, let's go get a hotel room. And, yeah, I don't think I slept for like the last two days. Like, I'm just like thinking about scenarios like Joe Sackick's gonna hear about like how I got banned from like the winning encore. Like, it was just a mess. Looking back on it, like probably wasn't the biggest like deal ever. But this 19 year old Josie was just scared shitless. But it was pretty funny me getting escorted out by like all the security guards and yeah, it was McKinnon's like yelling at them and oh, it was it was a riot. <laughs> that's unreal. What a great yeah. story. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was it was something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't. I knew I knew it had something to do with the older guys too. Like always telling you, you know, when you're a freshman or whatever in college, you're like, I can't go to the bars, and all the older guys are a little too. Oh nuts. yeah, no, I know. Like, I'll fucking get you in anywhere. Like, don't worry about it. Are you guys like? <laughs> <laughs> like we're all like scared about getting minors and you guys are like oh you're gonna be fine like walk <laughs> home from the pit like you'll be fine and then like, of course <laughs> like, it's just, yeah i remember like landy and ej like two guys that like are just like studs like just like great guys and they're like oh yeah you're coming to vegas <laughs> like are you kidding me like we all did it and i'm like oh perfect remember i was so scared to like tell my mom too she's like how is vegas like she didn't want me to go. She's like, you're going to get in trouble. Like, you're going to get caught. Like, this isn't going to work. I'm like, no. Gabe Lattisgog, <laughs> I heard of him. He said, I'll be totally fine. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I told you. I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> Mom's always right. Oh, yeah. Mom's always right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what a riot. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I mean, we'll get you going here, but. So you, you spent a lot of time with Colorado. You obviously build the team there. Um, you find a spot, you find a position basically, and um, you've obviously built some relationships there. What was it like mid-season, kind of in the in the midst of a probably one of your better seasons, um, being traded to Minnesota during that time? And obviously, you'd have you probably had so many friends in Colorado and built a life there, and kind of felt like home at some point. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, um, for sure. What was the thoughts there, and, and what did you think about Minnesota when you got here? Yeah, so I was in Colorado, I think, for, like, I think it was six years, five or six years. And, um, yeah, like you said, like, it felt like home. And, um, like, so many of my, like, best friends were on that team and whatnot. And um, I just, like, right when I got traded, I was, like, when I heard Minnie, I was, like, are you kidding me? Like, that's unbelievable. Like, just because, <laughs> like, all my, like, you guys are there and, like, all my boys are there and, like I went to school like right down the road and I was like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. And 
I'm like, it'll be a fresh start. Like I'll get like some new opportunity and, 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 and whatnot. And like, it's a great hockey city. So I was pumped about that, but like, it also sucks like leaving your friends and um, like leaving that organization and all the friendships and stuff that you made. And then, I mean, watching them win too, like that was like probably one of the hardest points of my career. Like that, that sucked. Like I remember like after they won, I, I got off like Instagram and stuff just cause I was like seeing everything happen. And like, you see like your best friends, like going through this like great time and, like oh like I, I should be there like I remember just like sitting on my couch just like bawling my eyes and I was like this sucks like I was like I was in like a little bit of a hole like a rut like I'm like this is this is tough like this this is so shitty to watch but um like if anything it just like made me want want it that much more and it made my summer like that more like more dedicated and um like I had something to kind of work for like I had a little bit of that like I guess like anger in my belly where I was like, okay, like that sucked watching. Like I want to do this. Like I want to win a Stanley Cup so bad. So um, like I'm going to work my ass off this summer and, and yeah, like go and have a great year with Minnie. But yeah, I was, I was super excited. Like Minnie's like awesome. Like the, the hockey here is just incredible. Like how much people care about the team and like all, like all, all the sports here is just, it's just so, so sweet. Like that's what I noticed when I first came here. I was like, holy smokes. Like, these guys like love their, love their wild. Like, I mean, Colorado's a good fan base, but, here it's like another level up it's honestly like i would explain it to like people back home and in, in canada when they're asking it's like it's, it's like you're in a canadian market like everyone like knows what's going on and like everyone's like dialed in invested like to hockey and it's pretty cool like it's fun to be a part of that when you have like the sportive community and everyone cares so much so i was, I was really excited to be a part of that for sure yeah that's that's why uh minnesotan kids always talk about the state tourney because <laughs> that's what it's like as a 16 17 18 year old kid that's why yeah. I'm here it's unreal yeah. well when i got traded it was actually when the state tourney was going on and i was like just chuckling to myself because i was like <laughs> i remember all those idiots would, wouldn't shut up about the minnesota high school hockey and, and all that stuff and I, I was it was funny i was just giggling to myself so but yeah no they love their hockey it's awesome it's, it's it's fun to be a part of for sure what's the uh what's the outlook on this year um, obviously you guys are a, a younger team, but after last year and the way you guys finished, like, are, do you guys have a group chat and shit? Do you fire that stuff up or, you know, is it, is it kind of more, uh, chill in the off season? Um, I mean, we got a great group of guys at Benny. Like it's, it's awesome. Like we do have like a little bit of a younger group. Um, like everyone's kind of in that 24 to 28 range, I guess you could say, like, obviously there's, there's some guys on like that are outliers, but um like for age obviously but um yeah it's fun like the group chat like even in the summer like guys are like chucking in stuff you guys know how it is like yeah. just throughout the whole summer like you're gonna random text from from guys at like 1 30 in the morning and you're like oh i don't know what he's doing and everyone's <laughs> chirping and beacon and um yeah like when i got to mini i'm like oh this group's awesome like they were really really tight and uh like you could just tell from like right when i got there i'm like oh this this group's like this group's fun so um yeah and then obviously like for like we made the playoffs and um, I mean we lost Fial and stuff like that, but like we still have a really good team. Like we have like some guys that are up and coming and like guys that want to prove themselves, like me. And um, yeah, we, we we still have a great team. Like we didn't lose that much, so I think it's I think it's an exciting time to be a part of the Wild and to be a fan of the Wild and stuff like that. And there's a lot of guys that just have like that kind of I need to prove something mentality, and that's that's like a great thing to have. I know that we have like the cap space stuff too that's going on but that's just like another little added factor where it's like okay like we're gonna like shut everyone up like who cares that we got all this like dead cap space like we're gonna do what we can with it and work our ass off and 
Yeah, it's it's fun, and that's where like Billy G and, and Dean Evanson too. Like those two guys are just like outstanding. Like Billy G is just like I can't even explain how stand up this guy is. Like he's he's awesome. Like he cares so much and like loves to win, and like you just feel his passion and stuff like that. It's pretty cool to to have that when your GM cares that much, and um, you can kind of see that coming through. It, it really like definitely kind of wades off onto the players for sure. I love it. You didn't know how to feel being traded away from one of those one of the I mean, it was one of the best teams in the NHL in a long time, right? And and Josty kind of you know, built the bricks, put the bricks in place and built that team with them. So um in certain ways, like we've talked about before, also like in certain ways, um Josty has to feel a part of that team as well because you know it's not just the playoffs that that you know, when you stand the cup, it's the full season. You have to put together a full season and go through those ups and downs as a team. And Josie is a part of a lot of that. Um, so in some ways, you know, Josie definitely helped them win that Stanley Cup for sure. Just being on that team throughout the season, uh, contributing. But obviously, as a, as a competitor, you you want to be there yourself and um, – and like we were always talking, like you know, does Josie when that happened? We're like, does Josie get a Stanley Cup ring? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, that guy probably doesn't want one, but it's like, fuck. You look back and you think about, you know, how much he contributed. He deserves one, right? Like he he was on the team for so long and played this many games and and contributed to the whole season, which people kind of forget about in hockey and in sports because they just kind of focus on the playoffs, but the whole season plays a factor, right? Like you, you find your game, you find your chemistry and, and the whole, the whole season matters. So um, we really just felt bad for you that you had to go through that, but obviously happy. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Up in Minnesota because, yeah, obviously happy you ended up in Minnesota because um, I think Minnesota is a great spot to play hockey, especially in the NHL and the wild are, are such a fun team to be a part of right now, I think, and even watching them. So, it's not like you got traded from, you know, Denver to Buffalo or something like you, you, yeah, you exactly. got traded yeah. from the team. So it, it worked out, I think. So, yeah, oh, for sure. No, I agree. And like, I told, I told my family this too. Like, I mean, even like talking to you guys, like, you know how much fun it's going to be? Like, like you guys getting tickets and like coming to watch me and then like us oh, going like for, sure. for dinner after like the games and stuff like that. Like, I was like, that's going to be like some of the coolest stuff ever. Like, I can't wait for that. Like, I know we were trying to do it, like going for dinner and stuff. It's just so hectic at the end of the year, like with playoffs coming out, but like, I was like, that's going to be some of the coolest things. Like having my college buddies like come to the games and like that live in mini. And then like we go up for like drinks after and stuff like that. Like it doesn't get better than that. Like that's like unbelievable. Like no one, you two idiots are like up in the stands and crushing <laughs> beers and stuff like that. And, like probably yelling at me to like shoot the puck or do something, like do something better. Like that's not, like that's unbelievable. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to just have like a bunch of friends around here and, and buddies and stuff like that. And just to be in like a pretty cool uh, hockey state. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was pumped when I saw that uh, newsletter come across the old Twitter feed. I thought <laughs> T-Bone was coming home, and I was fucking pumped up. I always wanted to be a mini boy. That's what everyone says. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted it. <laughs> I felt the same way. I was pumped he was going back. I felt bad, but I was like, fuck, selfishly, that's great. It's great yeah, stuff yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah. Memories are just getting started, brother. We're pumped oh, for okay. you. We, yeah. we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, we fucking love you, man. I love you guys too. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for giving us the time, Josty. And uh, for the listeners, thanks again. And then we'll see you guys next week. Perfect. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah.